Hello and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need. No matter if you're building, buying, or designing your next project, we got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. Today's topic is common decorating sins and how to avoid them. Hi, I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes, and thank you guys again so much for tuning in to The Home Building Hero today. So decorating is something that people are doing all the time in their homes, right? And a lot of people think they're interior designers, want to be interior designers, but we tend to make these common mistakes. And and especially for, for lay people that aren't in the industry, these are very easy mistakes to make. They're not trying to do them on purpose. They just sort of happen. And sometimes it's just from being conservative. Sometimes it's from, you know, just habits that are passed down or just not knowing better. So we're going to go over some of the top decorating sins that people make and then a few suggestions on how to avoid them. And hopefully this will help you guys out. You know, a lot of people are at home right now, um, still uh, spending more time at home. There's less things to do right now. And so everyone's, you know, upgrading, improving their homes and their apartments and and condos and everything like that. And uh, this might help you guys out a little bit. So Let's get started. Let's talk about some decorating sins that people make. First sin, foyer neglect. And this definitely happens a lot. Uh, That's not the most focused room in the house. Let's be honest. Most people spend their emphasis on their kitchen, their family room, and the master bath. Those are like the three most focused on rooms typically when people design their homes. And the foyer doesn't even make probably the top five or even top seven list many times. But if you're having people over at your house, that is the first impression that people are going to get is when they walk in your front door. So you don't want to neglect your foyer. So it can be something as simple as just getting something nice to showcase there. Put like something that is a talk about type item there. And, you know, when people walk in the door, they see that and go, oh, wow, look at that. Look at that cool statue. Where'd you get that from? Or Wow, look at that grandfather clock. Oh yeah, that's been passed down in my family for the last, you know, the last three, you know, decades. And so, you know, have something that that grabs people's attention right away when they walk in the door. Not everybody has that grand two-story foyer with the sprawling staircase when you walk in. Of course, if you have that, you probably don't need to worry about decorating your foyer anymore. But, you know, that's something to keep in mind. If you have more of a traditional foyer and you don't have as much going on, get a really cool art piece or get something that's going to stand out and create that really awesome impression when you walk in the door. All right, next decorating sin that people make is improper use of lighting. Lighting is, is something that people just don't always think about. And a lot of times it's just too bright or maybe it's just too dim. So one way to enhance the lighting in your home is to have uh, varying sources of light and have them at different levels. So ideally have a ceiling fixture, maybe a sconce uh, in a bigger room because then that gives you some different lighting or have a hanging light fixture and then have some recessed cans. Now you've got something at the ceiling, but you have something a little bit lower. And then maybe you have a lamp. Now you've got three different levels of lighting. So you can have all three on. You can just turn one on. So for different moods or different uses of the house, you can have different lighting. 
The other thing that is, I think, pretty important with lighting is just the type of lighting that you're using. And as you know, if you listen to the podcast, I talk a lot about LED lighting. I'm a big fan of it. LED lighting is very clean, uh, clear lighting. It's brighter. It's more energy efficient. So if you've got an older home, condo, apartment, and you're able to switch out some of these bulbs or fixtures and put in some nice LEDs, you're going to really, really enjoy that. All right, next decorating sin, relying too much on built-in refrigerators. You know, these refrigerators behind cabinets and things like that, it's pretty expensive to do that. And does it really need to be hidden? Does it really need to make your kitchen look that much larger? I don't know. I, I It's something that I, I think it, it's been pushed for a while, but it's never really taken off. And uh, I don't know. I... I I've heard many people say that this is not something that's that big of a deal. And so for the cost and what you get from it, I don't think there's a lot of value there. It's also a pain to try and get, you know, those type of things set up and get the right type of cabinet doors that attach to the certain type of refrigerator. It's a lot of work for very little benefit. So that is another decorating sin. Another decorating sin is trying to match everything. And we all are guilty of this from time to time. Oh, this doesn't quite match. This isn't, you know, perfect or, you know, I'm going to run all these things together. The carpet's got to go exactly with the paint and the paint's got to go exactly with the accessories. Well, all of a sudden you walk into the room and it's as blase as can be. And it just shows a lack of confidence. It shows very little in the home. So what you want to do instead is, is have something that maybe contrasts, you know, or something that really sticks out and and, and gives the room some pop. You need to have that pop of color. You need to have some sort of contrast. It's okay to have a little bit of contrast. Now, I'm not talking about painting your walls purple and then having one wall yellow. Uh, That's kind of trashy unless you're a Viking fan. And In that case, you're probably still trashy. I'm just kidding about Viking fans, although I am from Wisconsin, so we got to we got to promote the Packers here. But anyway, um, you want to have that that little bit of contrast. So use a color that's on the opposite end of the color scale. So, you know, if you want to have a, you know, maybe you've got a lot of blue in the room, maybe you have one little pop of orange somewhere, which is an opposite color. Or, uh, you know, if you have red, maybe you have just a little bit of green, like a green plant somewhere in the room. Have a little pop there and a little bit of contrast. It doesn't have to overpower the room, but it'll make a huge difference. Another decorating sin is all white woodwork all over the place. I get it. White woodwork is popular. We're doing a lot of it. People really want it. And it's 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 been insanely popular recently. But just because you have all white woodwork doesn't mean all your woodwork in your home or your project should be white. You do need, again, that contrast and a little bit of pop. So maybe if you've got a house that's all painted woodwork, stain the mantle or stain the stair rails or have, you know, an accent cabinet that's all wood or have a really nice wooden table uh, in your dining room or something to bring in uh, a little different element or else paint something else a different color. So, for example, in your kitchen, paint your island a different color. Maybe it's gray. Maybe it's blue. Maybe you go really wild and you paint it a cranberry color. Whatever it is, Add a little bit of a pop there with something else, whether it's natural wood or another color. Don't rely on all white. It's it's too cold. It's too industrial. 
And over time, you're, you're going to feel like your, ho- your home isn't lived in. All right, next decorating sin is shoving everything against the walls. Don't do that. You've got to float some furniture once in a while, whether it's a, you know, a, a little sofa or a table, like a cocktail type table or something. Have it float out in the room. It just kind of gets people closer together. It makes the room feel more intimate and it kind of breaks things up. Otherwise, it just kind of looks like, um, you know, you try to shove everything out of the way so you can have a dance party in the room or something. And if you've ever been in these big rooms where all the furniture is shoved all the way back, it just kind of feels funny. Next decorating sin is overdoing beige. You know, since the late 80s and 90s, everything was beige, oatmeal colored, tan, all these kind of colors uh, that that you've seen in, in the beige family, and it is overdone. Beige is just something that doesn't really excite people. It's just one of those things that you put in because you don't want anyone to feel objected. Uh, it's great if you're selling a property because it's 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 not really going to upset anybody, but it's also not really going to excite anyone either. And it's just, there's just too many other options and choices out there to just go all in on beige. So try and stay away from it. Add some color into your home. If you got all beige everywhere, you may want to start to slowly convert a room or two and, and start to get away from that because it's just uh, it, it, it's just boring. It's bland. It's like you have an oatmeal every day for breakfast, plain oatmeal. It's okay. You know, it'll keep you fed. It'll keep you going, but it's, uh, it's not too exciting. All right, next decorating sin, hoarding. <laughs> this is always a problem for a lot of people. You just have too much stuff. You just put too much stuff in one space. Um, you know, you, you don't get rid of things. You keep adding to it. This is obviously a problem. This is, this isn't even a decorating problem. They have whole TV shows about hoarding and, uh, we don't need to necessarily go there, but you know, sometimes less is more. Sometimes just a couple things well-placed can make a huge difference. And here's another decorating sin as well. Just having a plain dining room. Most people have gotten away from that formal dining room and it's okay to have them, especially if you do have large gatherings at certain times of the year, you definitely need to have that room, but don't make it a single function room. Look at using that room for multi-purposes. So for example, you know, having maybe a small desk in the corner that your kids can use or using that as the homework table or, you know, just using it. Maybe you go in there and you've got uh, one cabinet that you can put everything in and you pay your bills in there. Just find another use for that room. This isn't necessarily a decorating thing. It's more of a functionality thing. But if you've got a, just that single-use dining room, find another use for it that people will you know, make good use of. Next decorating sin is huge wet bars. And, you know, I think... They had their time and place. People wanted these big fancy bars and, and, and people are kind of going back to having them. But you don't need to have this gigantic bar with 300 bottles of different kind of liquor and things like that. You know, this isn't Vegas. This isn't a Vegas club. This isn't, you know, downtown New York, some some hip bar. I know people like to sometimes have that look, but you don't need to have that much uh, to to have it be functional and have people enjoy it. You know, have have your favorite things there. Have a nice little setup for it. A good sink, 
maybe a nice glass cabinet to showcase some of your, your glasses or, or a glass shelf or something. That's all you need. You don't need this gigantic mammoth bar that is just jam-packed with, you know, liquor and things like that. It's just kind of gratuitous. Next decorating sin is coordinated sets. Too much matching furniture. You know, having the big pattern furniture and having everything match, that is such an 80s thing. It It's just, it, it gets, it's too much. So having some furniture, again, we talked about this earlier, contrast. You know, maybe getting that one chair that has that pattern on it can really just kind of give that little pop in your room. It breaks it up and, uh, it, you know, it'll show a little more personality as well. So those are some of the main, the main uh, decorating sins that uh, people have. And there's one or two last ones I'm going to bring up. And then what I would like for you guys to think about is what other decorating sins have you made? And I uh, would love to hear from you. So if you want to reach out, shoot me an email or you can reach out to us at Twitter. Um, you can hit, hit us on email, homebuildinghero at yahoo.com or Twitter, which is at building with the little underscore hero. So at building underscore hero, tweet us if you want to uh, let us know what your decorating sins are or even send us a picture. That would be kind of fun. And uh, maybe we can uh, add add to a future podcast. But a couple other decorating sins real quick to finish up. Too many candles. Oh my gosh. You don't need this to be like a gothic church when you go into it. So be careful with candles. One or two here and there is fine. But having like a whole mantle filled with all these crazy candles and stuff like that and having them lit. You know, you're not doing a seance here and stuff like that. Avoid too many candles. The other thing is I learned the hard way in my first home. Uh, my, I let my wife burn a lot of candles. She had them up close by a wall and, uh, you know, the candles sometimes would smoke. And over time, that smoke kind of collected on the wall and we had all these dark spots on the wall. And I tried to touch up paint it and then the whole wall looked goofy and I had to repaint the entire wall twice to get rid of it. So just be careful with candles. Too many is, you know, kind of a bad thing. And then last but not least, ignoring proportion. So this is the last decorating mistake. Having, you know, disproportionate sizes of furniture, you know, you have a giant piece and then something really tiny next to it can look out of order. It can look out of balance. Have furniture pieces that are proportionate to one another. Um, you know, it's okay to have something at different levels, but, you know, having this gigantic sofa and then this teeny little, you know, um, cocktail next to it's going to look funny. So you have to make sure that the proportions match and fit each other. So I hope you guys have enjoyed these decorating sins. Hopefully you've learned something. Hopefully, you know, you're looking in your house now and saying, oh boy, I got to, I got to fix that. I got to change that a little bit. And hopefully we've helped you guys get some ideas to continue to improve your home. Once again, I am David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Home Building Hero. If you haven't already, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming content. And we'll talk to you guys very soon.